I know that money provides a certain level of freedom, a certain level of feeling at peace with certain things if you have a proper relationship with it. And I think for so many of us, we look at money as something that is awful or something that's going to change us or like it has so many different negative vibes attached to it that I want to be a person that tells people, no, 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 you could still be very kind, very spiritual, very focused, very understanding and rich. Welcome to the Genius Women Podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer with work in some incredible publications like National Geographic, Farm Magazine, and more. And this year, you'll see my name in places like Condé Nast Traveler. I'm on a mission to help other women who want to grow their travel storytelling careers go after their dreams while feeling supported, worthy, and bold. If you're ready to ditch your fear and doubt to the side, step into your brilliance and take action on your dreams, you're in the right place. Let's go. Yumi Jean-Francois is a Haitian-born, New York City-raised entrepreneur tackling the travel and wellness industry for travelers. Yumi and I met on Clubhouse one fine spring day, and as soon as I heard her speak, I knew I wanted to invite her to my podcast. In this episode, Yumi shares with us what helped her on the journey of building Flex and Fly, a wellness company that provides stretching and relaxation classes to travelers before they board their international and domestic flights. Yumi had the idea for Flex and Fly while waiting for her plane to board in Morocco. As a black woman founder, Yumi is disrupting the space that's long been very white and very male. And we talk about what it takes to have this level of conviction and confidence. We also touch upon the beliefs we have around money and how asking others for the exact type of support we need may be one of the most important things we can do for ourselves on this creative entrepreneurial journey. I love their conversation with Yumi and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Welcome, Yumi, to our podcast, Genius Women. I was really looking forward to today ever since I had the pleasure to have you in our room in Clubhouse and hear you speak and just really excited to share your story and your message and your energy with our listeners. Welcome. My goodness, Yulia. I am so excited to be here. First of all, I love your platform. I love what you stand for. And so I'm so excited to pour into everyone. Girl, I am ready. Thank you, Yumi, so much. For our listeners, we had already so many false starts today because I think we're recording during a lunar eclipse or something. <laughs> yes, but that's not going to stop us. We're going to get through this. <laughs> we're going to get through it because we're entrepreneurs and we're strong, resilient women, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't give up. <laughs> no, we don't. Amazing. So Yumi, you have this amazing company called Flex and Fly, which we're going to get into the story of the journey of building that company in a minute. But before we do, I wanted to ask you what your current favorite project is that you're working on and what do you love about it the most? You know, I thought about this. I have two. The first one is the flex bags that just came out. They are our minimalist travel bag for people that want to go see the world and I got them made in Colombia, which is where I moved to. They're 100% leather. I really took a risk 
trying to bring this bag to life because so many of our customers know us for our best-selling travel mat. And it was so surprising and so amazing that when we launched, we sold out on May 1st. And I've never in my life watched my account go from zero to so much in a day. And I don't think people talk about that enough because I purposely do that because I always remove the money from our account whenever we have a new product launching just so I can see it because I'm a very visual person and I manifest that way. And so to watch the money come in, it sounds like I'm a little bit like I have no words, but I can't tell you how amazing and overwhelming at the same time that felt. And I am so damn proud of myself for trusting and betting on myself on the flex bags. So that is one of my biggest accomplishments and something I'm really proud of right now. And the second part would be that so many flights and airports and airlines are interested in the flex and fly in-flight program that I created in Colombia. And Again, this was another idea that I had because I had to pivot because of everything that happened to me with the pandemic and people being excited about my ideas and not trying to change it or make it work for them, but just accept me for what I've created. I'm proud of betting on myself now and seeing it through. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So those are the two things right now. I love that, Yumi. And you know what? I so appreciate the fact that you brought up money because we we have an aversion of talking about money, especially as women. It's not something that we voice and talk about a lot. And I love that. And I know exactly the feeling you're talking about, watching money come in your bank account. It's an amazing feeling and it makes you so proud that other people see the value in what you're doing and you know they're showing the value with this transaction that's happening there is something very special and and empowering and beautiful about it so i i love that you brought this up i totally feel the same way as well you know i love talking about money and this is why i love your podcast because i can i feel confident enough to say that on this platform i love talking about money. I love making money. I love money. I love being wealthy. I love teaching people how to make money. I love it. I love it on a whole different level because I know what it's like to hate lack. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So when you come from a place where you didn't have, where you struggled and all you know how to do is survive, once you start making money, and you start learning how to have a proper relationship with your finances, you want to teach the world. You want everyone to experience it the way you want to experience because there is nothing in life that I hate more than lack. And I know that money provides a certain level of freedom, a certain level of feeling at peace with certain things if you have a proper relationship with it. And I think for so many of us, we look at money as something that is awful or something that's going to change us or like it has so many different negative vibes attached to it that I want to be a person that tells people, no, 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 you can still be very kind, very spiritual, very focused, very understanding and rich. 
Oh, I love that. I love that, Yumi. And you know what else I think about when I think about our relationship with money, which, as you rightly point out, is so crooked sometimes. And that relates to me as an entrepreneur and also as someone who, when I'm working with publications, I have to oftentimes negotiate the rates that I'm going to be paid. How much of that conversation and how much of our feelings about money are tied into our self-worth? And it's like, I'm not worthy to be paid well. I'm not worthy to ask for a better rate. I'm not worthy of all this money that, you know, that I want to make. And you're spot on, like that whole relationship with money and how we treat it. I feel like we all need to do a lot of work to change that, you know? Absolutely. You know what I think it is? I think that when you are raised in a certain way and society has been so influential in the way that we believe things, right? Like, There's so many things that happen in life that have people believing that that's their truth or that's truth, period. Like if you have this amount of money, then you can't be a nice person. And or if you have this amount of money, then you have to fully give it away to get into heaven if you're going to be like a spiritual person. Or if you have too much money, then, you know, you need to be using it only to give back and all that. It's just so many things. And I'm just like, when did my worth and feeling like I shouldn't live in lack have to do with me not me giving all my money away. It's just weird. We have a relationship with money that is very conflicting. And depending on how you were raised, that's how you treat money in your life. Money should be valued just like anything else. And if the things that you don't value in life, you inevitably abuse without recognizing it. And if you don't know how to value money, If you're someone that's used to making money and just being like, oh, you know, I have more coming in. Let me just use that. Let me use it. Then you're living paycheck to paycheck, no matter how big the amount is. And people don't recognize that because they're like, well, I always have something back. So we talk about money as this thing where really what most people want is wealth. They want to be able to live a life where they don't have to worry about money. But because their relationship with money itself is so screwed, they don't know how to attain wealth. And for me, it started with my mindset. I was like, you know what, you mean? Not only are you worthy, it's your birthright to be financially stable. It is your birthright to be rich. It is your birthright to not have to worry. It is your birthright to have peace. It is your birthright to have a home that you don't have to worry about paying the rent every single month. It is your birthright to have a fridge full of food. It is your birthright to live in luxury. It is your birthright. I started talking to myself like, you are not desperate. You are not here just hoping and wishing. You are deserving because you exist. Every single day, whenever I hear this negative thing or doubt try to creep in my brain, I'm like, "Mm -mm -mm, I don't recognize you. I'm deserving. Regardless of how it looks like, I'm deserving. Regardless of how I feel, I'm deserving. Regardless of what people say, I am deserving because I exist. Oh my gosh, put all that bomb on my soul right now. Put it, keep putting it, keep putting it. Gosh, this is exactly what I try to communicate with you know with our platform with our messages as well but I guess the question I have for you as as we're talking about I am deserving and I am deserving simply because I exist what would you say how would you practically help someone feel that right because 
I feel like we can hear this, but it's still, we, we don't feel it deeply in our bones. So how do you make that transition? What do you do if you don't believe it first? Right. So I should tell everyone that's listening first. You cannot manifest anything you don't believe you are worthy of. Okay? So it doesn't matter how many chakras you have, how many yoga poses you have, how many times you're doing all this extra spiritual stuff. At the end of the day, everything begins within. And whatever is within you, you need to cleanse. So if you are someone that is struggling mentally and believing that you are a worthy person, you need to look at that. You need to sit with yourself and ask yourself those hard questions. Why do I feel this way? Where did I get this from? How do I really want to feel? What am I going to do to make sure that I feel this new way? Those are four or five questions that I always tell people to ask themselves because it's really important you talk to yourself. The truth is so many of us are living this world with everything speaking to us. We are consumed by noise, okay? Whether it's through television, through social media, through music, everything is talking to us and we are influenced whether we recognize that or not. So it's okay to turn everything off and start listening to yourself because it's really hard to hear your voice when your voice has been everything else from the outside. So now you're conflicted and you're like, what is my voice? (laughs) Who is my voice? Where is my voice? I thought my voice was this. I thought my voice was this TikTok video. I thought my voice was, you know, all of these, what do you call them? Gurus, spiritual gurus that's telling me things that I like to hear. I thought that was my voice. No, those are reasonings. Those things are things you can relate to. Who you are comes from within. Everything else is what you receive. So you have to start going in and say, hey, you know what you mean? You're a good person. And if for you, it's like, well, what makes me a good person? I don't have anything to give. I don't have friends. I don't have family. If you start thinking that way, if your mindset is that kind of mindset, then one of the things I would tell you to do is start with affirmations. Affirmations really work. And they don't work because there's some guru things. They work because repetition is what the mind recognizes. It's what the subconscious mind recognizes. So whatever it is that you are repeating to yourself daily, whether it is positive or negative, that is what you are sowing and that is what you're blooming in your life. So you have to be very careful on what you're watering. Are you watering to yourself? Oh, you're never going to make it. Oh, I'm not going to be able to get this opportunity. They always offer it to someone else. Look at my life. I'll never get married. I'll never have children. Oh my God, I can't ever travel. Like I have too much anxiety to get on a plane. What is happening? Like if that's what you are sowing, that is what you will harvest. And it's really important that you understand that the way you start sowing, the way the first thing you sow in life is within yourself. It's not at those jobs or that relationship or that family that you have. It's within yourself. How are you speaking to yourself? There is plenty of things in this world that is ready to be against you or make you feel certain ways about yourself. Why must you be in addition to that? Oh, I love that. I love that, Yumi. This is it right here. I think this is a way in for a lot of people to start making that transition because yes, 
there's already all these forces that are working against us in this world and that want us to be a certain way, that don't want us to succeed. And when you have these thoughts, you are basically working with these forces, you know, you're aiding them, you're not aiding yourselves. That's a really cool way to, a a way into this work. There isn't some hill that you cross and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm good now for the rest of my life. No, everything is a journey and you have to be as consistent as you can be on yourself. Every day we don't wake up happy. I don't wake up happy every day. I don't wake up every day feeling like, oh, I am you, me, I'm that chick, I am phenomenal. I don't wake up feeling that way. But the problem with feeling is, is that sometimes it leads you when you need to lead it, okay? Sometimes we are constantly bombarded by our feelings. I feel this way, I feel that way, that we do not have any boundaries with our feelings. You know, people talk about boundaries as if it's only an external thing. Like, I have to set boundaries at my job. I have to set boundaries in this relationship. What about creating boundaries within yourself and your mindset? What about saying, you know what? I'm not going to speak about myself like that anymore. You listen, I have friends and we'll be going out to dinner and they'll say something like, oh, you know, I'm so bad at this and I, I'm always doing this to myself. And I, I literally will interrupt my friends and I will say, excuse me, please stop talking about my friend like that. And they just start laughing at me. But the problem is we are so conditioned to tear ourselves apart. We are ready to say, oh, I should have never done that. And we are our biggest critic. We are less forgiving of ourselves. We treat ourselves in such poor ways, you know? Like we would never treat our friends this way. Exactly. And you wonder why you're so unforgiving to yourself. Like, where did that come from? Because you have been nourishing and nurturing negative self-talk, negative words from other people that you claim as your own. And now you think that's you. And if you're listening to my voice, let me just tell you real quick. Who you are is amazing. Who you are is brilliant. Who you are is enough. Who you are is Funny, who you are is charming, who you are is rich, who you are is understanding, who you are is, is spontaneous, who you are is ready. You are not someone that is constantly doubting yourself. You are not someone that is constantly questioning yourself. You take chances. You believe in second chances. You forgive yourself quickly and you forgive others quickly and you live life to its fullest because you are worthy of it, not anything else. So all these other things that have been triggering you and making you second guess yourself, you have to create the boundary and say, no, that is not me anymore. No, I do not want to exist like that anymore. No, I'm going to provide myself more kindness. And that sounds crazy, but I've had to do that with myself. I've had days where all I want to do is be in bed and like cover the sheets up like on my head and just stay there. And The days that I have, those days, I am so lost because I know that's not who I authentically am. So I know I'm operating on a different dimension, if that makes any sense. It's like, oh no, this is not me. I am tolerating this in my life right now. This is not who I am though. So I need to get back into who I am. And even if I don't want to, I start listening to good music 
I dance every day for 10 minutes, no matter what, to some good music, guys. If you want to know some good music, hit me up. I'm telling you, there are some music that will not let you stay in bed, okay? <laughs> I think, I, I don't remember the name now, but because I follow you on Instagram and I, I see your stories and there were several times that I'm like, oh, let me check out this song. Let me check out, I, I go to Spotify and then check it out. Your taste is, in music is amazing. So everyone follow uh, Yumi on Instagram. We're going to link to it and, you know, She's going to give you the treat of some wonderful music. But you know what, Yumi, what you just said, by the way, everything we just talked about for the past 20 minutes, it makes so much sense to me now, even more so that you started Flex and Fly because you, it's like you're a perfect person to do that work, to spread that message. And, you know, I've seen this somewhere that entrepreneurship is a spiritual journey. Honey, yes. <laughs> right? And... Man, it's a hard path. Like those ups and downs you talked about, like sometimes you wake up and you're like, I don't know who this person is. It's not me. Yeah. Oh, it's so real. And the thing that's sure you have experienced a lot, particularly as you're working in bringing flex and fly into all of these spaces, like airlines, airports, very corporate environments, very structured environments, the world of entrepreneurship is still a very much a white male's world. So tell me, how are you navigating all of that? Woo, girl, as a black woman, let's talk about it because I think it's so important that your viewers know this. My experience and the way that I've lived my life in America specifically, because I wasn't born here. My experiences have been quite different from my counterparts, right? I'm in the yoga and wellness space and travel obviously. And it is not as diverse as many people would think. I've had to battle being the only one in the room. I've had to battle where people were looking for my partner, especially for my company. I've had it where people assumed that I wasn't experienced enough because my personality is very quote unquote youthful. So like, I really like people. I'm not stressed. I don't live a stressful life because that's a choice. I choose the things that create peace in my life and remove anything that doesn't. I'm very bubbly because I really don't have a stressful life because that is a very big thing for me to not have a stressful life. And so sometimes people don't know that I do business as well as I do because I don't look like I'm that type of person that would do it. And then in my community, in the Black community specifically, people just seem to think that Black people don't care about their health. Like, do not, that we don't do yoga, that we don't love to travel, like that we don't experience life the way you experience life and that we don't suffer from anxiety, that we don't need a break. Like all of these things that I find that in my community were constantly dismissed. And my desire with Flex and Fly was to create a space where I can expand the face of wellness. And I love traveling. Traveling is actually my therapy. And it's also the way that I am able to feel better about myself. It is necessary for my mental health. Necessary. And so my love for traveling, it made it really easy for me to create Flex and Fly. And when I created Flex and Fly, you know, I had a lot of people was like, like, how are you going to do this? <laughs> like, you don't even know anyone in the yoga and wellness space. And these are the people and this is how they look. And it was fine with me that they look like that. I just knew that they were missing something. Listen, I don't have a problem 
with people that's there. I have a problem that there isn't a space for me to be there. And so my desire was I'm going to create space. And so that's what I'm doing with Flex and Flop. Oh, gosh, this is amazing, uh, Yumi. The question I want to tease out a little bit more, because this is, I think, is very relevant to what a lot of our listeners experience, too. In any industry, especially when you're first starting out, it's like, how do you get in when you don't know anyone? How do you create that space for yourself when you are, when you, again, you don't have connections, you don't understand how the industry works. So walk us through that process a little bit for you. How did that sort of unfold, right? If I can give any advice, it would be this. Be who you want others to be for you, literally. If you are someone that need advice, be a space where you provide advice. If you are someone that need connection, be someone that connects people. If you are someone that are in need of funds, of raising money, be that person that can say, hey, I only have $10, but I, I, I wanted to sow that into you. You understand what I'm saying? I can't tell you how important it is to be yourself so that you can attract the people that are set apart to help you. Because that's what I did. I do not believe in doing anything alone. Let me just repeat that because that seems to be a thing in this world, doing it alone. I don't believe in doing it alone. I'm not interested in doing it alone. In fact, I believe that God in the universe has set people apart for me to help me in my journey. I am not interested in trying to handle a whole thing by myself, whether it's my accountant, my lawyer, my web designer, my interns, my social media person, my friends, you, Yulia, you know, with this podcast, everything is set apart for me to be successful. You have to understand that the minute you think and you need to do it alone and you need to be the face that's like, oh, I did this by myself type of mentality, that is when you have failed because you think you don't need people. I do. We do need people because God uses people. The universe uses people to help you with your purpose. Your purpose is not for yourself. So how could you do it by yourself? So for me, I would say the biggest thing is having a set heart, a peaceful heart of, hey, I'm going to be what I need. So the first thing I did when I started Flex and Fly was I had the idea for Flex and Fly in Morocco. And if you don't know what Flex and Fly is, this is what I do. Flex and Fly is a wellness company that provides stretching, meditation, and yoga classes at the airport right before you fly out internationally and domestically. We are a big brand when it comes to airport wellness, travel wellness. I like to take care of people that travel and that suffer from anxiety. I want to be that place where they can stop and pause and prepare for their journey or be in the journey and be excited about it. I want you to have peace in the midst of chaos. That's what we do with Flex and Fly. In addition to that, we have our in-flight wellness programs where depending on the airline that you you fly with, we created a program that has yoga, that has, you know, meditation for people that suffer from insomnia and a reminder of, you know, when to start walking while you're in flight so that you can have peace throughout the journey, you know, because some flights can be 24 hours, some flights can be 16 hours or five hours, whatever it is, I want you to know that I care about your mental and emotional wellness. 
that's just such a needed space. I can just now imagine being at the airport and all the crowds and all that stress always before the flight. I'm looking forward to experiencing one of your lessons or programs in the airport. But where, if you're able to share that, where can our listeners, which airlines can our listeners find your programs? So we are launching in the fall of 2021 in JFK and New York Airport. We have been waiting for like ever because of the pandemic. It has not been easy and that's a whole other story. And then the first airline is American Airlines will start this fall sharing it with the the people in the first class first to see how they like it. And then if we get a response, they'll open it to economy, etc. So we're testing. We're trying to be an every single airline. So if you like this idea, tell your airlines, tell your airports. The idea is world domination by Flex and Fly. So it's really great. We also have an amazing vending machine that we are going to have wherever there's travel and wellness with more snacks that are healthy down the road. So I just want to take care of people while they go and try to see the world, really. That's what I want to do, you know? And yoga has helped me. So it was really easy to create it with meditation and all that type of stuff. And really introduce to people something that would help them understand that breath is important and, and taking a deep breath can really release a lot of anxiety and stress. So I just want it to be that place for people. And so with Flex and Fly, you know, when I first started, I had the idea in Morocco. It was finalized when I went to Israel. And when I came back, I told my boss, because I was a waitress, I told my boss that I was going to give her till the end of the year, but I was going to quit because I was going to start my business. And so when I went back, I had no idea. I just knew I wanted to be at the airport. And everyone was like, it's so expensive. That's impossible. I mean, I love it when people tell me something is impossible because they obviously didn't meet me yet. So I'm always super excited. I'm like, that's wonderful. So you told your boss that you were going to quit by the end of the year or something because you were going to work on Flex and Fly. That's the kind of thing that's always interests me, having that conviction, right, that listen, I'm going to quit this thing and I'm going to dedicate myself to Flex and Fly and it's going to work. Like, where does that conviction come from? I think it's important to bet on yourself. And when you aren't your biggest fan, you cannot convince others to be the same. I'm a big fan of my mindset. I'm a big fan of what I want to provide people because my heart is pure. If you're not sure about your heart, then maybe that's the issue. And sometimes also... So many people think about other people, right? Like they have an idea, but they're like, oh, but what if they don't like it? Or what if it doesn't work? What if I don't make money? What if I don't? I don't think about what doesn't work. I think about what could work. So I focus on my faith, not my doubts. I feed my faith and I starve my doubts. So my doubts don't come and try to interrupt my life. Every time in my life, my doubts try to interrupt. I'm like, what are you doing here? I got rid of you last year. Because doubt will always come back. That's its job. Its job is to feed your insecurities. And your faith is there to battle that. And so I have to keep my faith high and risen so that my doubts won't overtake me. First of all, everyone thought my idea was a great idea. So that really helped a lot. Because a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, that would be great or whatever. And then some people that didn't think it was a good idea were people that didn't travel. They had no idea. And I was like, I'm not going to take advice from people that don't do what I do. Everybody could tell you how to do it. 
but they never did it. That's my favorite line from Jay-Z, by the way, the great poet, (laughs) Jay-Z. Everyone can tell you how to do it, but they never did it. If everyone is telling you, oh, well, you should do this and you should do that, but they don't know what it's like to travel with anxiety. They don't know what it's like to be in an airport and there's no healthy snacks, but you're stuck and there's delays, you know, and like all that. They don't know because all they do is drive. You can't take advice from those people in that form of way. You have to limit your intake from people that don't have the courage to do what you do. If people do not have the courage to try and do what you do, they have to be on silent mode. You have to protect yourself when you're going after your dreams, okay? There are certain things you can't hear. There are certain things you don't want to, because it may trigger you and paralyze you. And as you grow and get more confident, yeah, you can start hearing it. But you have to know your limits. And I think that's really important. When I told my boss and my boss was like, oh, okay. And for a while, my boss didn't want me to leave. And so she was always like, you know, you can always come back. And I'm like, that's Of course I can always come back. I make you a lot of money. Of course. I'm a great worker. You know everybody loves me here. You don't want to lose me. I make you a lot of money. But now it's time for me to make me a lot of money. It's now for me to be the number one on the call sheet. It's me. It's my turn. (laughs) Yes. And I love what you said about uh, really... How did you say it's starving your doubts and feeding your faith, right? Because I think that's really the key to it. Because oftentimes we really feed those doubts. We're so good at feeding those doubts. Oh, for sure. Um, We're like, it's constantly in our brain, especially as entrepreneurs. It's so easy. It's actually much easier to quit than to keep going. Because everything is telling you, like, where is the rent coming for from this month? Like, how are we going to make it? Like, you know, and I'm not going to act like I didn't have those moments. Like, when I quit my job where I'm like, oh, my God, I need to make money. <laughs> I need to buy money. But I, I had wisdom. There were times where i like, all right, I have to work for this company. I have to babysit for a couple hours. I have to use wisdom, right? Because I have to pay for my business. And I didn't want to go into debt with my business. That was really important to me. So I wasn't out here trying to take a lot of loans, but people saw that I was working and people wanted to invest in my company and that made it much easier for me. So I think it's really important to know that when you have something that you want to offer the world that only you can provide, you have to know that the dreams that you have in life, the things that you really feel like, yo, I could do that. Man, I see everyone else doing that, but I could do that. If you don't at least try to do it, if you don't at least give yourself that, you will feel like a failure. That's what failure comes from because you don't even try. It's not a matter of trying and it didn't work out. It's when you don't even try. So I really think it's important that you try. At least try. At least. Hey friends, I'm interrupting myself here for a quick second to let you know that I've created a brand new resource just for you. If you're enjoying listening to this podcast and want to start pitching your travel stories, go to geniuswomen.com pitch to get access to my private pop-up podcast of three short episodes that reveal the secrets of successful pitching. That's geniuswomen.com slash P-I-T-C-H. Okay, back to this episode. 
Did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Did you always know that you wanted to create something? I mean, I know your, you know, your journey to this point has had some amazing stories as well. You're an artist too, and you've traveled a lot as an artist. So did you always know that you wanted to create something or was that more of a, like the one time in Morocco? I always knew that I was special and it was, it was important for me to protect that. I wasn't sure in what way, like, because I used to be an actor. I used to be a professional backup dancer. That's how my my love for traveling came about. I used to dance behind celebrities, you know, that type of stuff. But I was always a very special person. And by special, I mean, I was always Yumi. Does that make sense? I hope somebody caught that. I'm special because I'm Yumi. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. And you're special because you're Yulia. And I recognize how special I was as you, me, not me copying, pasting, or trying to be like Yulia. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, for a very long time, it was really important to me to have confidence in myself and to have courage within myself, because those two things has really kept me in life. And it came from my spiritual side because my confidence didn't just come out of nowhere. You know, it's really important to me to have a relationship with a higher power. And for me, that's God. And that really is where my confidence comes from. I can't see my life in a way where I don't succeed because the way that the universe has set things up for me is for me to succeed. What does success mean to you? What do you see as success? For me, for you, me, it's peace. It's peace. I don't have anything more successful than peace. I feel like when I am able to have peace, if someone calls me and they need money and I have it and I don't have to feel like, oh my God, well, if I give them this, then I can't pay my rent. That's peace for me, you know? Or if I'm able to work hard, but also be able to really enjoy life, living life to its fullest is peace for me. I tell people all the time, like, if I die and I go to God, I want to be able to tell God, I lived this life. I lived it. I saw every nook and cranny of it. I had heartbreaks and I had the best lovemaking ever. And I felt loved by my family and friends and my partner. I want to be able to say that I lived this glorious life and I was able to get up and go. And I was able to forgive really quickly. And I was able to smile a lot and meet all type of interesting people around the world. Like, man, I want to be able to be like, I lived life. That's success for me, you know? It's not marriage. It is not having children. Those are all things that add to the success that is being able to really live. If for you, really living means having a full family, then you're successful. But for me, that's what it really looks like. And every time I close my eyes and I think about that, the emotion that I feel is such gratitude. That's how I know that's what success is for me. Yes. And, you know, gosh, so much of what we're discussing today is resonating with me. But what really, I just can't stop thinking about what you said earlier, to be the person that you want, you're looking for, you know, if you need advice, give advice. Because, yeah, if you need help, give help. The confidence and the courage that come to you from your spiritual side they're very contagious and you probably see this around you that people are drawn to you for that energy because a lot of us are 
lacking that energy. And when you meet somebody like yourself who has that, people are drawn to that naturally. Do you experience that? Do you feel that? Yes, I do. And it's really funny because as much as I feel very special, I really don't think I'm that special in the way that people see me. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I'm just living my life. Right. And I think what happens when you live your life authentically and you live your life fully, you dare other people to do the same. And what happens is so many people walking around with filters in their life, with masks or with who they think they are versus who they are authentically, that when they see someone that they're just like, oh, this person is just living their life. They think it's so extraordinary. And the truth is, If you are yourself, you're extraordinary. You being yourself is extraordinary. Like, that's what makes you special. Like, literally, like, if you're someone and all you are great at that you feel is doing nails or something, whatever, and you do nails so well, and when you do nails, people see you as the Oprah of nails or whatever the situation is, then do that. That's what makes you extraordinary because everyone thinks what makes other people extraordinary is this big light upon them or like they need to be on stage or they need to be a celebrity or they need to have this amount of people following them and like all this type of stuff. None of that matters. People will recognize real. People who are healed recognize healed people. And people who are hurt recognize hurt people. And at the end of the day, people who are fully living an authentic life recognize that. And I always speak over my life who I attract. I attract kind people. I attract people that want to see me win. I attract people that are successful in their lives. I attract people that love to support me. I attract people that want me to be successful in my own life. I attract people that bring my name up in rooms that I haven't even entered in. I attract people that are so beautiful to me. That's what I attract because that's who I am. I am the very thing I attract. That's so powerful, Yumi. That's the secret right there. It is is a big secret, but if you don't deal with your stuff, it's going to be hard. And there are times where I'm attracting things that I'm like, oh my Lord, who is this? What is this? I'm like, oh no, I need to clean up. (laughs) I need to clean up because everybody wants to make everything so external. Everything really begins within everything. And if we could just, I think we're afraid to stop and go within. We're afraid to stop and be silent. We're afraid to stop and be honest about things in our lives, about who we are, about who we've been even. And like, there were times where I was really like rough and reckless and like rude and insensitive and all like regular human stuff. And then there were times where people in my life was like, well, you could say this better. And I'm like, no, you need to toughen up and you need to do that. And like, I just would not, I just wanted people to just get it and not work on myself. I wouldn't recognize how I needed to show up for people in a certain way that they needed me. And when I started recognizing that, hey, you me, hey girl, hey girl, maybe you should just shut up, okay? Maybe you should really listen a little bit more, <laughs> okay? Um, hey, you me, maybe you should just, you know, be kinder to yourself because maybe that's why you're not so kind to other people. It changed things. But I had to look at myself. And if you're not willing to look at yourself genuinely, honestly, 
It's going to be really hard for you to show up as your full self in this world. And the truth is, Yulia, I'm good to people. I really am. And I'm not going to act and sit here and act like I didn't work hard for that. I work hard to be good to people because there are days that I'm having and I don't want to be good to people. (laughs) (laughs) It's real. It's real. Yeah. I work hard to be who I want, not because I want people to be this for me, but because it gives such great peace to my character. It's important that my character exists for me. Yes. Goodness. We need to have you come back to the podcast. Let them know. You can let her know if you want me back because I could talk all day. How you? Yes. And there is a lot of things that we didn't cover that I wanted to cover, but we'll have to do like part two, part two of this conversation. What I want to know is what has been the most challenging thing for you in the past couple of years as you're becoming an entrepreneur, as you're entering those rooms, as you're building your confidence and attracting the people that you want to see around you? What has been difficult? I have an answer. I think communicating what support means to me. It was quite challenging, especially with my relationship. It was really hard because when you are raised differently, and it's not just a romantic relationship, but in your family and in your friendship, I think as entrepreneurs, we have expectations of people in our lives to do things because that's what we would do. And people in our lives are not mind readers. They need to be guided sometimes. And I didn't have enough grace or patience to tell people what I needed from them. And that was quite difficult because you're like, well, duh, like you see me struggling, help. Like, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, you just kind of expect certain things. And it was quite difficult for me to give grace to people to show up for me the way I needed them to show up for me. We're not taught that this is one of the pillars of a good relationship, right? Yeah, exactly. And even with that as well, I am such a tough, like, so I'm a Taurus, so I'm a thick sign. I'm extremely stubborn, but I'm extremely loyal and very loving. And like me not getting something in life that I want is darn near impossible because I don't even know what no is. So I'm really good at getting things my way. Like, oh, if they tell me no the first time about getting money, I'm going to keep going until they say yes about that money and raising capital. Like, So that type of stuff and being consistent isn't difficult for me. It isn't hard for me, but expressing to friends and family how I need their support, whether it is sharing my work, buying my stuff, telling people about me, telling me they appreciate what I'm doing or telling me that they see me. And being consistent in that was quite difficult because to me, it was so natural for me to offer it to people. It was darn near impossible to recognize why it wasn't natural for them. So I think that was really hard for me. And that was a big lesson for me because I had to over communicate in what I thought was common sense. Yes. No, that's such a good lesson for all of us and such a good advice to to remember that people are not mind readers. So we have to communicate. And we have to give people time to show up for us after we let them know that's what we need. Oh, you mean the entrepreneur, the magician, the radiant Yumi. 
We covered a lot of ground today, and yes, we will have to do part two because lots of stuff I didn't get to ask you. But what I want to close with is this question that I always ask at the end of the episodes, and it's sort of a big question, but how would you start thinking about what it means to be a woman who is stepping into her brilliance today? Oh, yeah, that's lovely. You need courage in order to be confident. And so the way I would like to be seen in that way is someone that was courageous enough to live life to its fullest in every aspect of it. And that looks like the mistakes that I made because I can be very prideful and the success that I had. And that is being able to apologize for my pride, which is damn near disgusting to me. I don't even want to say it out loud. It's awful. It's like apple cider vinegar admitting that I'm wrong. <laughs> like, ah, I'm not wrong. So I would say that having the courage to really look at myself and having the courage to really fully live out loud and having the courage to also apologize with the same energy would be what makes me brilliant woman. Amazing. I think this is where we're going to leave this conversation today. Thank you so much, Yumi. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I love this space. Thank you so much for sharing an hour of your day with us today. I hope you found some inspiration in this conversation with Yumi. And if so, please consider leaving us a review so that more listeners could find our show. If you enjoyed learning about Yumi's travel and wellness company, go to flexandfly.com to sign up for their email list so you can enter to win their best-selling travel yoga mat. That's F-L-E-X-N-F-L-Y.com. And if you want to support our show, the best way to do so is to share a piece of our content. That helps us out so much. Share our content, subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, and if you feel like it, leave us a podcast review. All that helps us out so much. It helps us grow and spread our message. So that's the best way you can support us. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week for a conversation with someone I admire very much, a travel and wildlife photographer, Marion Pyre, aka Lady Venom on Instagram.